0: Hello and welcome back to the Real Professional Podcast, the podcast where air quotes real professionals interview non air quotes real professionals. We got a good one for you guys today. We have an actual like non air quote real professional on. We got a lawyer from uh, Servios who's going to come and talk about uh, you know like contract law and a lot of that nitty gritty stuff. So kind of a headier episode today. So if you're uh, looking forward to that, then uh, stick around. Um, before that, we're going to get uh, angry about some video games or something. I don't know. DJ, drop that stick, beat, beat drops. Ah, alrighty guys, how are y'all doing today? Doing good, I'm drinking a little, little bit of caffeine right now and I was just saying I'm double fisting rock stars right now. So,
1: Oh yeah. Um, I'm good. I'm not caffeinated yet. So we'll see how, how my brain works today.
0: Yeah. We're like the sliding scale of caffeination. It's like Remy over there with his cup of pour over coffee. Uh, me with my double fisting of rock stars and you just needing your, not yet having your daily fix. So
1: nothing short of the, uh, the, Adrenaline Syringe to the Heart from Pulp Fiction could get me going right now, so <laughs> wish, wish me luck.
0: Well, I have uh, a shocker that'll get you going. Did you guys know that Saw 9 is being created by Chris Rock?
2: Well, that's not something I was expecting, but good for him. Good for him.
1: I, Whew. That's a lot to You know here. what? A comedian doing Saw, I can com- completely see that. I can completely see that. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I guess I mean, it's already a really goofy series set up and punchline all these things into 20 together.
2: You know what I want to see for a Saw 10? What's that? I want to see Larry David Saw 10.
0: <laughs> Larry Ooh. David Saw 10. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be good. I mean, so the uh, the Saw, um, I, it is Saw 9 at this point. Uh, it is it is produced and starring Chris produced by and starring Chris Rock so it's a Chris Rock vanity project which I never thought I'd be saying like okay we have a twenty twenty saw nine Chris Rock vanity project like all in one sentence uh, I was kind of expecting saw nine because like jigsaw came out recently and that was saw eight um, I know i'm I'm like once again getting past the horror knowledge of the combined two of you when I'm talking about like the extended saw franchise but I mean, everyone kind of knows what Saw is, and uh, I don't think anyone was like, you know what? I think Chris Rock, we should give it to that guy.
2: Well, someone did,
0: right? Isn't that I'm, the point? <laughs> well, he's producing it, so mostly Chris Rock said, I would like there to be a Saw 9, and I will do it. And so That's, he, that's good for him. He's got a vision, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm, Honestly, I'm with Remy on this one. It kind of reminds me of uh, when there is a made Man with the Iron Fist just because he's like, hey, I'm rich. I got money. I'm going to make a a kung fu movie about, you know, starring me. Written by me, directed by me. I would be surprised, though, if like
2: If the point of like being Saw 9 is like, you know, Jigsaw is there and he's like, I want to play a game. And then Chris Locke is like, not this time. And he just shoots him like a Matrix, like, you know, just tons of guns and blows him up. And he saves like all the girls and they have sex with him. I don't know. I I think he'd he'd, he'd probably do some funny shit.
0: Yeah, no, I I actually I'm not trying to say I'm not on board for this. I am more on board for this than any of the other Saw films past, you know, like Saw 2. Like, I think that this is, like, to go wildly different with it is 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 pretty awesome. Like, I, I, I would rather Chris Rock, I would like Mike Myers, Larry David, like, people you don't expect to be directing a Saw film to do the newest Saw films, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Although, um, I will say that I watched the trailer and it looks significantly better than the other Saw films. Like, it takes place from the perspective of the police rather than the Jigsaw killer. And uh, Samuel Jackson's in it, um, which he's one of the lead roles. So, uh, and he does say, uh, "I ain't playing games, motherfucker." And I was like, "All right, you got me, Chris. I, I'm I'm on board."
1: I, I can't argue with that.
0: Yeah, but um, yeah, I know we're supposed to talk about video games here, but this is tangentially related because does anyone remember that there were Saw video games? No. Yeah, there are Saw video games. I, I remember those. Um, I, I, I the ones that I'm thinking of uh, I don't believe that they were actually on the Wii there was the uh, you might be thinking of the Ring game or one of the CSI games on the Wii or one of the million other games on the Wii that were uh, like point and click Wii adventure games no, there were uh, two video games uh, Saw and Saw to Flesh and Blood that uh, at the time people remember it as being like actually pretty good uh, produced by everyone's favorite company, uh, Konami, uh, before they, as, a, as an early sign of what was to come. Oof. And uh, developed by Zombie Studios. I would Everyone play a Saw
1: that. like Pachinko Machine. That'd be I'm sure cool. they have
0: them. So anyways, the uh, there were two Saw games, which is uh, the premise, the prompt that I gave you guys was unexpected sequels. And you're like, what an unexpected sequel? And I was like, just wait. And uh, my big drop was going to be the Chris Rock one. But uh, there were – this is another unexpected – I was delving deeper into the Saw franchise because as soon as I find out that, like, Chris Rock is direct, producing and starring in the newest Saw film, which is called Spiral now. It's, it's from the Book of Saw is what it's called. It's, it's literally Spiral called in from the Book of Saw. And um, so I was looking – I was remembering the video games, which are made by Zombie Studios, which uh, Zombie Studios closed down in 2015 – uh, after the, the like it wasn't like they like shut down because they didn't have any money it was just like the lead guy was like i'm done and he retired uh and then they reformed into like Hardbox games which reformed into hard suit labs which and if you're like me that is someone that does video games all the time you'll recognize the name hard suit labs as the studio that is making vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 Ooh. it's a technical sequel even though like none of the characters transfer over but I was like, wow, the guy. There's so there's a real chance that if I, so I interviewed the Bloodlines two people at E3, and I really should have done my research because then I could have asked them all my pressing Saw two flesh and blood questions, like, uh, you know, when when are we getting Saw three? Again. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. It's weird when you when you delve into these things, what you can find. I don't know what. Like I was looking through the rest of the Zombie the zombie Studios franchises, uh, the illustrious, like, backlog. They've been, they were around for, like, 20 years or something. It was, like, I'd never heard of. They made the Spec Ops the series, all the ones before the good one. Um, does anyone else remember when Spec Ops was, like, a, just, like, a standard military shooter?
1: I, I don't. I don't remember any. Nobody remembers any except Spec Ops line. Yeah, yeah.
2: I guess you could say that uh, I'm at the starting line at Spec Ops. Huh? Ah!
0: ah uh, uh, Alright, see you guys. Good.
1: Bye. That's,
2: that's my line.
0: That's your line. <laughs> no, the Spec Ops series like dates back it started in 1998 and it was like a squad-based tactics shooter and then they made a bunch of those Uh then they made some adventure games with like Atlantis Search for the Journal and uh... Then they were the saw people came and was like, "Oh, spec ops guys, let's uh, let's make some saw games." Why not? Then go bold. Yeah, uh, like basically everything was hardcore military shooters, and then a uh, super bubble pop in uh, two thousand two. Of course, everyone remembers Super Bubble Pop. Pop, not to be confused with Bubble Bobble, which is uh, a game where you pop bubbles. Bubble Pop is a game where I'm presuming you pop bubbles in a different fashion. I don't know I, this
2: is what I cannot remember the game what well, what was what was the original one the arcade one bubble bubble yeah that's it
0: that's what I was just talking about
2: I know I know but I needed to remember it for myself
0: <laughs> but um yeah I don't know it was just like trying to play uh 5 degrees of uh Kevin Bacon last night with the the Saw franchise, and I was like, I wonder if I can get from a Chris Rock to a Vampire the Masquerade Bloodlines 2. Uh, It turns out it only took like three steps. Hmm. Which is uh, pretty crazy. It just shows you how far the world of video games have come. I don't know, I think it's it's not unlikely that we'll see another Saw video game in the future. Well, yeah, of course not.
2: Uh, There's going to be tons of Saw video games. There's going to be video games about just Chris Rock in the future, I'm sure. Uh, in in a hundred years, we'll we'll be watching the Chris Rock stand up on the video game, so we could like uh, have the quick time events while we're in the studio watching him making a joke about how white people do it like this, but black people do it like this.
0: Yeah, do you think that there's going to be like a Quantic Dream style game in the future where you're playing as uh, who's the guy from uh, Seinfeld, the Kramer, and he's on stage, and Michael it's Rick. like Michael Richards. yeah Yeah. and it's like say n-word don't say n-word but both selections say the (laughs) (laughs) n-word yeah oh my god i had such a good idea for a movie last night uh it was it's called uh big tyrone 420 and uh we'll probably have to cut this part Uh, maybe change the name of it to something else i don't know point being (laughs) is that it's a it's a movie about a group of friends that like were like friends in world of warcraft and they all decide to meet up online And uh, so they all get together and they're meeting for the first time. And one of the dudes in their guild was uh, named, like, Street Thug Tyrone or whatever. And then they get there and they realize that none of them are black. Mm -hmm. And, like, on Skype and whatever, the guy had always, like, talked in a black voice. And so it becomes, like, a clue murder mystery of, like, who's the guy that was pretending to be black this whole time. (laughs) And they're all pretending to be the same guy because they find out that the girl in the guild was really hot and she had, like, a, a, like, a, quote, fake Online boyfriend that she was always was always super nice to her, so they're all pretending to be that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm there. Imagining, there, have,
2: there have been worse movies about video games.
0: I'm imagining a scene where they're all like, "Okay, well, he always talked in a black voice, and then like, can you fake a black voice?" And then they're like, "Hell yeah, I could fake a black voice!" And then they all go in sequence faking black voice, and then uh, people in the audience are just getting more and more uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think it's a good idea. I think it's a good idea too.
2: I didn't say stop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just thought this. Um. Anyways, uh, we'll probably have to the cut. Big. We won't.
1: All this is staying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Honestly,
1: we're probably gonna have to cut like half of this episode we've done so far. It's it's all <laughs> just so dumbed down.
0: It's so rough. Dude, the reason I was up so late... Alright, let's get into a discussion about hard video games. That was my backup plan. I was up until like... 3 in the morning trying to play this stupid fucking game, Stone Shard. <coughs> and... Uh, Stone Shard is a new game from German developers. Then that should just tell you everything you need to know. Because German developers always make their shit stupid hard. Um... And I'm trying not to talk shit. Because, like, the, I've, <laughs> the developers like might be coming on the show. So... But good lord, like, can you just, like, calm the fuck down with your, like, overly difficult games? And, and okay, so I think that the three of us here are no stranger to difficult video games. Um, on a sliding scale of hardcore, I'd probably say that, having known Remy for a very long time, he's probably the most hardcore of any of us when it comes to his difficult video game tastes. And then it's probably me, and then it's Jesse. Um, and that's, like, and they, we're still above the average gamer. Like, we've all beaten all the fucking dark souls games and shit so but oh my god like there okay so there there's there's a point where a game is difficult for a purpose and then there's a point where a game is difficult because then you can get youtubers playing your game and going god it's so hard you know what i mean
2: well so the difference between say like a super meat boy which i would say is not like a difficult game i'd say it's like quote unquote tough as nails because it it like uh It really does give you a lot of the the player, like, a lot of, like, stuff that they can, like, do to succeed at the game. It teaches them the game loops very well. It has very nice controls. Whereas something like I Want to Be the Guy is one of those games that's, like, um, I'm difficult for no reason. Even that game, like, wears itself on its sleeve. But there's plenty of, quote, unquote, super difficult games that are are absolutely not meant to be played to win, right? Yeah. It's actively trying to make the experience... So frustrating to the player for, like you say, the, are you bad enough to play this game? Well, fuck you then. Right? No. Yeah. Uh, Plenty of games like that. But usually those don't get popular because they're not fun to play.
0: Well, I've always said that there's a difference between difficult and challenging. Um, Challenging is a game like Dark Souls that's like, it's up to you to not fuck up. And a game that's difficult (laughs) is like, oh, I don't know, roulette. (laughs) <laughs> like, cuz it's just hard to win like there's no there's no like skill to it like like quop i guess takes some skill so there's some challenge but it's like it's it's deliberately cumbersome and, and quop if for those of you out there listening that are below the age of 30 is a game where you control each of the muscles in a runner's legs by pushing q w o and p and you're supposed to try to run and it's very very silly
2: it's true but also like <sighs> I want to be the guy. It wears itself on its sleeve. I think right. the, the purpose of Quop is to give you such a, a, a strange and weird control scheme and a goal that really doesn't, like, uh, align to it, because it's kind of funny. You absolutely do find games that are just just abysmal in terms of difficulty and the tools they give you, and they're expecting you to win. They they punish you so much for that. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, that's <laughs> the thing, is that, like, I don't have anything against a game for, like, being, like, a novelty. Like... <laughs> It's not really my thing, but I, I I do think that the design ethos of, like, let's just make it more and more challenging is... I don't know. I, I, I feel like it, it leads to some really weird YouTube standards for, like, society. Like, I really hate the YouTubification of the gaming community where it's like, oh my god, let's make games that people get shocked at, and let's make games that people are angry over. So, like, okay, so Stone Shard came out in Early Access like <coughs> a day or two ago, and the game is just, like, fucking ridiculously hard, and... I wouldn't even say it's because of the combat that it's like necessarily hard. So there's nothing. It's a lot of dice rolls because the game is one of those percentage based like battle brothers style games. So Revy, you're probably going to really like it when the game is like finally finished in four years, but um, you play as a mercenary in a medieval world. Right. And so you're not the hero of the story, et cetera, et cetera. It tells you that at the very beginning, it's like, you are not the hero of the story. Now name your hero. And uh, Hmm. you, you get like, And you you, you can get like you have to eat and you have to sleep and like all this stuff and you can get like murked by like even a bear in the woods and uh that's actually very realistic in fact I expect nothing less yeah well yeah that's that's the most realistic part is the fact that you can get like one shot by a bear but um like the reason that it's so difficult isn't necessarily the, the actual difficulty of the game as I've found it's that they, they don't have, like, a save system in the game. You can only save at your uh, at the inn where you sleep. And, like, okay, take it as you will that some games have a hardcore mode where if you die, you die forever. Like, I don't really give a shit about that. Like, if you want to play Iron Man mode and, like, that's the, like, you particularly enjoy putting your balls in a vice like that, go the fuck right ahead. I'm not going to tell you to stop. Uh, I just, like, usually games that have these hardcore modes, like, also have a mode to like play it like a normal fucking game. And um anyways the the if you don't you can only save in the inn and if you die you go back to that that inn checkpoint. But the problem is is like the process of getting from the inn to the dungeon where you fight the things Takes like an hour and a half. So it's like, okay, I woke up at the inn. Now I have to go and buy food and water. And okay, now, like, if I didn't turn in my previous quest, I got to go do that. But then if you want to travel, there's no, like, quick travel system. You just got to, like, walk all the way across the map, which is, like, not particularly fun like there's a reason that that like the Elder Scrolls series stopped making you do that like everyone's like oh Morrowind in the Halcyon days of like oh remember when I had to like mark my own quests on a map and like walk all the way there that wasn't like you're remembering wrong that wasn't fun like (laughs) Jesus Christ like no one likes having to walk from the dungeon back to the town to the dungeon back to the town like three times because of the quest log like just there's different things you have to do it's it's ridiculous and so um I was I was and like in in Stone Shard it is a coin flip style game. Um in the sense that it's all based on percentages. Like there's no like you there's no uh I won't say skill involved because that's not what I mean, but like it's none of it is based on your own like ability to have reflexes. You know, it's all like tile based dice rolling. And um so it's like you spend a few minutes walking the, the like the, the the maps and maps and maps to get to the dungeon you go through the dungeon you're checking room for traps and then you get to a boss that just like for some reason the scaling on it is like you just miss three times in a row and then you're dead and in XCOM like you can like accept that you're going to miss three times in a row and one of your dudes is going to die and then you can keep going but this is like a single character game so if your character dies and you have to start over and in XCOM, you also have like the benefit of being able to save before a fight, so if you don't like the results, you can go back through. It's like up to you whether or not you continue on with your run and accept your losses. But in this, it's like, oh, nope, you just have to go back an hour and a half of gameplay. I don't know. I, I the, the breaking point for me was... Um, the game let me sell one of my quest items. And I just wasn't like, I didn't realize that was a quest item because it didn't say quest item on it. It was just like an amulet that I got that looked like other amulets, but that's the one I needed to bring back in order to complete this quest. So I sold it. Um, and then I realized the error of my ways, went back, rebought it, completed the quest, everything's fine, started going off to the next quest. Well, I died by a bear in the woods on my way to the next quest, which respawned me at the inn. And somehow, between selling the amulet and figuring out that I needed the amulet, that's when I had saved. So when I went back to the merchant, their entire inventory had re-rolled, and I just couldn't complete the quest. And I was like, all right, fuck this, I'm done. Like, mm-hmm. that, was, that was the moment I was like, you know what, fuck it. And, the, and the, here's, here's what pisses me off, is I can't tell if it's just unfinished. Or working as intended. And that's that's what I don't like about these, like, hardcore games. Is because they're like, oh, no, it's not a bug that the inventory re-rolled. That's a feature. They probably, the merchant, while you were dead, just went and resold it. And now you'll never get it. And you'll never be able to complete the quest. Ha! And I'm like, that's not fun! Like, I, I would wonder if
2: that's even difficulty. Or, or, like you say, like, they just didn't have, like, this idea that the gameplay, like, flow would lead you to this state. And therefore... It, it, it's not there. Like uh, and like you say, an untested, unfinished game. Like, a difficulty is like a pixel-perfect uh, jump in a platformer, or pixel-hunting for, like, a, a point-and-click adventure, or just rolling the random dice rolls over and over and over and over and over again at some sort of, like, a, a roguelike game. This, again, it sounds, like, frustrating and shitty. Uh, yeah, I don't know whether or not the difficulty of that is knowing that, like, oh, this quest item... Uh, if you ever interact with it, then it's going to break because it's like, what is it? I forget that game. The, uh, the polar express Russia point and click adventure from way back when, you know, which one I'm
0: talking about. The polar express Russia. Yeah. Polar express Russia. Are you talking about Siberia? Trans-Siberia? That's it. Yeah. (laughs) Siberia. Yeah. Oh my God. Let's play name the video games with (laughs) the guy that spends too much of his time indoors. That's fun. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I totally get what you're talking about. Um, but okay so I should mention the game isn't early access like even in this state that they're like oh it's only like version 0.5 you know so it's not it's not like the game is like is at all, at all finished and uh, the, the problem is is that like like I said I can't tell what are the things that they intend to fitch, fix. Fitch, fix Fix. fix and the things yeah and the things that are like I said working as intended and that's yeah, like a shitty feeling.
2: Yeah. It, it is a shitty feeling. You, you'd wish that they would uh, go through and make sure that, like, the experience is fun. Because that's the point of a game, is the experience. It's not the the on-paper simulation. It's it's not, It's not. the experience. You want experiential design.
0: Well, and, and so I was looking through, like, to find out about, um, like, the certain quests that I had done. I was, so I was just looking through the discussion on the page. And, like, a lot of people were saying, like, the worst thing about it is that you can't save. And then I found out that like they're like, oh, we are planning to implement a save system in 2021. And I'm like, what in the fuck?
2: Well, we'll be there, here at uh, Bloody Disgusting, for reviewing their newest patch.
0: <laughs> we, can cut Rock. we can cut back into me saying, what are we even fucking talking about? <laughs> yep. uh, sorry, sorry, listeners, we went on a tangent about he who shall not be named. And, uh, I've been I, can told just, can't. I
1: can just censor all the, the names.
0: Well, no, they'll be able to figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what are they talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, the context will be a little bit obvious. No, 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 because now that we're cutting back to <laughs> me saying you shall not be named, there will be people that are un, like, legitimately unsure if we, we we're talking about like the president or someone, Wait, which we, we're not. But that's you can think that if you want. Oh man. Okay. So now that we're censoring that part and cutting that part and cutting back <laughs> in, <ow>. uh, <laughs> um, we were talking about like Stone Shard, dude. Okay. So oh,
1: for, yeah. just a t- I can talk angi-
0: about. It. Hmm?
1: I played uh, the the demo for Stone Shard. So on I, your
0: PC or on the PS4 or what? On,
1: the, on my PC. <coughs> yeah. Okay. It, you know, it, it runs like on your a, PC. Yeah. It's a ten megabyte game.
0: Mm. Fair enough.
1: Um, yeah. But, well, you, you, you go. You were saying something. I didn't mean to. No, talk. no,
0: go ahead. I don't give a shit. Well, you know,
1: just on the topic of, like, unfair difficulty, like, you know, uh, I mean, it was cool. It's conceptually cool. It's like a turn-based dungeon crawler. But, uh, but yeah, like, I get to the first boss, and it's a guy in a sh- with, like, totally shield, and he's just spawning zombies. And my assumption is, okay, well, I just got to kill all these zombies, and then the shield will go down. And the zombies just keep coming and I'm like low on health and there's no healing items except for outside of combat. And so I've got these two like mystery potions, which I can't figure out what they are because I don't have any reveal potion scrolls, which is dumb to begin with. And so I'm like, well, fuck it. I guess I don't have any choice. I can either just keep doing this and die or I can spin the roulette wheel and I spin the roulette wheel and both of them just like make me die
0: yeah so okay first off you're supposed to break the statues in Uh, order to beat that fight um and then you got to fight him as a vampire boss so the funny thing is is that like that part you're talking about the prologue is actually like way way better like programmed than the rest of the game
1: yeah i was was like this is pretty cool like and i texted you and i was like hey you think you could give me a code
0: I, i don't think that the game is is bad i just think that it's like it's what what frustrates me about it is that it's hard to tell between what's intentionally difficult and what's unfinished that's my point is that um because in that prologue there are checkpoints there there's the checkpoint when you hit the um the library where you get all the weapons so you can pick your weapon and there's a checkpoint before the boss yeah. and there's so there's no reason why there can't be those checkpoints in the main game but they're like nope no save system until 2021 and i'm like okay that that seems to me like it would be higher on your priority list like the ability to save the game you know like yeah. that's that's it also like,
1: seems relatively, like not that difficult to implement. I mean, obviously, every part of programming is difficult. God, for, here comes Ram-
0: here, here here comes Rami with the actually, it's very hard to program. No, no,
1: it's it's
2: actually not. Uh, you can you can find a lot of like just generic save systems to put into whatever engine you're doing, whether or not it's Unity, it's Unreal, or it's anything like that. And even if you're doing a custom engine, which it doesn't sound like this game is, uh, you can take a lot of that it's just and place it on there. I think though, how how sort of like veteran is the studio?
0: Um, I don't know. They made another game uh, called Oh shit! I just had it up. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, Twelve is better than six. It was like um, a hardcore western shooter, Uh, like top down. Yeah, it does actually look kind of cool. Um, It has mostly positive. The same team. (sighs) Has anyone played this Gloomhaven game? I heard it's good. I played the Gloomhaven tabletop.
2: Oh, I fucking hate Gloomhaven. You want me to go on a fucking rant about Gloomhaven? I can go on for like half an hour about how I, it
0: thought, I thought it was awesome.
2: It, it, was, it was great. that game sucks so much. Oh Why my god. Suck? I hate I hate that game so much. Why do you hate Gloomhaven? Oh, it it's terrible. It's like it, it is entirely like a, a mechanic view of what roleplay is, and it is fucking abysmal. That game has no, like, strategy layer at all, because it it couches it all in this in like for especially the tabletop version, just so fucking much production value for all the tokens and shit. But there's nothing behind it. The game is literally just sacrificing cards that either do one of two things, and it makes it pretend like it can do like seven or eight things, but it does one of two things in situations where you're only trying to do one of two things, and it makes it look like seven or eight things, but you're only really trying to do one of two things. You're either dealing damage or mitigating damage, and you're either taking pieces off the board or you're uh, not dying. That's the entirety of the fucking game, and it makes it seem like it's a grand epic adventure, like it's D and D. It's absolutely fucking not. I hate it, and it's so fucking cumbersome. In order to create this bare basic simulation, which is not a simulation at all, it's just card management.
0: Yeah, but well, most people aren't fucking nerds dude like they don't want to play DD. right right that's what i'm saying
2: if they wanted to make it like a simplified system then they could but they make it look as if it's really complicated what i'm saying is if you really do look at what the gameplay is then all <laughs> you're doing is dropping cards or saving cards that do one of two things but it does it in this way that makes it seem like it's it's 12 or 14 ways it's completely not and it makes it seem like the party allocation system is so important. It also is completely not. Everyone is ge- basically a generic copy of itself because all they do is either mitigate damage or deal damage so you can get bodies off the table or make it so you don't die. That is all the game is the entire that's, that's way through. That's
0: board games though.
2: And it, they don't have to do it. Let, okay, let me – it's like this. Let's I mean, say you're I, playing I, I,
0: Look, give me a second. I don't view Gloomhaven as a Dungeons and Dragons replacement. I view it as a board game replacement. Right, and, I, and the board game is shitty. <laughs> no, I think it's. I thought it was great when I played. I mean, I've have, I haven't played more than like one round of it. Like really, like I played it. I was okay. I was I was trying to hook up with this nerd chick, and so I was like, "Hey, buddy, you got a board of Gloomhaven? This will get me laid." And it did. So you know what? Fuck you, Gloomhaven got me laid. That's my point.
1: Well. I guess something good came of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't argue with that. <laughs> if my if my goal with Gloomhaven was not to have a great D and D experience, but instead to get my dick wet, and I did, like, sorry, I guess you're playing the game wrong, Remy. Maybe you should be doing it trying to get laid.
2: No, 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 no. See, so this is this is my point: is that you you in if you're playing Monopoly, this is Gloomhaven. Normal Monopoly is just rolling the dice and moving the pieces forward. Gloomhaven Monopoly is rolling five dice of different color and then uh, rolling two dice that have two colors on either side and choosing which of those colors of the dice that you're using and then moving the piece, but you have to subtract the amount of the other dice that you're using. And it does the same functional exact goddamn thing, but
0: it's more steps. That's why Gloomhaven as a board game replacement is also shitty. I'm just saying that maybe you should lean into it. Maybe you should be able to add them up real quick in your head, and then some bitches will get on your dick. Like, that's just what I'm thinking. Like, you'll be like, look at my math skills, and they're, like, hot. Oh, and and the fucking setting makes it seem like it's so wildly creative. And
2: all it is is adding more horns to generic races. That's all they do. (laughs) They They make ratkins spiky. They make orcs spiky. They make golems spiky. And that's
0: Gloomhaven. Yeah. I mean, I guess. Wait, okay. So I'm looking at this Code Vein DLC, and it's like getting really bad reviews. I don't know why? okay. Wait, so let's get back to the discussion that we were having—not uh, about Gloomhaven, about video games, and that are too difficult. Speaking of difficulty, how hard do you think it would be to make a Saw nine? <laughs> not hard. Um, I guess not.
2: Like a video game version of Saw.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about that. How would you make a saw video game? Uh, <laughs> what?
1: All right.
0: Well, we'll have to cut the Remy Turney into a whirlwind. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jesse, I... you have a whole you have a whole series on uh, how to make a movie into a video game. So why don't you go ahead and tell us how you would do it? Uh, I would put um, a bunch of people's
1: heads just resting on bear traps in like a mm-hmm. like a like just. You know, like they're holding their heads above the bear trap, like they're tied down. Um, and then it's like a motocross game and you just like ride around the track over their heads, <laughs> pushing them into the bear traps.
0: <laughs> right. And uh, some somehow you're going to have to hand fist in a moral message about how you didn't appreciate your life enough as a motocross rider. It's an evil evil come to Jesus moment. Something like that. <sighs> yeah, that, that sounds like a pretty good game. Yeah. Um, I don't know how I'd make a saw video game. I think that the, the the saw video game they actually did make was pretty good. I everyone has the same reaction that played it, which was, "That oh, was better than I thought it would be." Um, you know that illustrious, uh, that beloved uh, reaction of, "Oh, that was basically okay."
2: I had low expectations coming in, and you passed them a little bit.
0: <laughs> um. Are there any other unexpected sequels coming out? I should have done more preparation for this. I was really tired. Guys, there's a lot of things going on that I've been working on. Yeah. Uh, yeah. New Battle Brothers DLC. No one expected that shit.
2: Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting it.
0: I'm excited for that. They uh, released the new uh, desert monster boss. What's, what's the desert monster boss? What's oh, his so horse? you know how uh, the, <coughs> there was a, a tree monster? Yeah, yeah. All okay, right, yeah. now there's a sand monster. Ooh. And you know how the sand monster, the tree monster, like, uh, it shit off, um, like little extra tree monsters. Sure. So the sand monster, it shits off sand monsters. Yeah. That wait for it. They shit off sand monsters. Oh, damn. I know. Right. Well, what
2: are we going to do about that?
0: I don't know. Probably have like a two hander guy that can like deal high damage. to <laughs> armor. Like it seems like a pretty basic equation.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I don't know. So I I think that every time I complain about difficulty, like someone online calls me like a casual scrub. Like, don't get me wrong. Stone Shard isn't the kind of difficulty that I think is like challenge. Like I said, there's a difference between challenge and difficulty and like design flaws. And I'm also not even trying to say that, like, Stone Shard is bad. Like, the combat system is, like, pretty nice where it's – you you try to inflict wounds. It's, it's, it's like Battle Brothers where you don't target specific body parts, but you can hit those body parts just based on, like, dice rolls, you know? And um, although in Battle Brothers, I can't remember. There's pretty much just helmet and – Armor, right? There's no gloves or boots, right?
2: No, no. It's it's just head and armor.
0: <clears throat> yeah, because non crit damage goes to body, while crit damage goes to head, pretty much universally, right? Yep. All right, that's what I thought. And um, stone shard. A
2: beautiful system. It is it is very elegant. I like it. I like well,
0: it. There's a lot to stone shard to like. So like items, you can sell items to any character in the game. All the characters in the game will have their own inventory you can buy and sell from, and they will all have their own. <clears throat> like each town will have its own economy that's like oh if you if this town is like an iron town like iron won't be super valuable there so um and as far as i can tell most of the first quest is towards like making a caravan so you can trade things like i said i'll never know because the third quest that you have to do to finish the the do the quests quest line uh bugged out so i guess i guess get to get fucked um but like there's so there's like a really there's like a lot to like about the game and i definitely <laughs> do think that there is like a space for hardcore games like in, in battle brothers, it was like legitimately like a part of the game to figure out, Oh, if I, if I buy, you know, wood at the woodcutters town and then I take it over here and then sell it, it to the opposing faction. Like, you know, how's that going to affect the economy, et cetera. There's,
2: there's a, definitely <laughs> a very robust system within battle brothers that, uh, allows for you to, to succeed, to achieve things like you could, yes, eco up by just trading around for a lot. Uh, that that's one of those little discoveries that you put into a game that the uh, that appeals to the player
0: yeah I also just feel like the Battle Brothers, it, the setting worked better. Cause, so that entire thing about, like oh, you're not the hero of the story, you're just a mercenary worked way better in Battle Brothers, because in Battle Brothers you can lose any of your mercenaries. like You can actually play with their lives, whereas in Stone Shard, if you die, the game is over. So like, you can't not have your guy be the hero. He's literally the only <laughs> character you have. Whereas in Battle Brothers, you, you can lose like half your army in one battle. You can lose your whole army in one battle and be like, uh-oh, I'm still going, you know?
2: Right. Yeah. The beauty of that game as well.
0: Yeah. Um... What was I – so – but uh, yeah, Stone Shard, um, I I really want it to get the rest of its mechanics implemented. I just don't know why like certain – why they would release in an early access state without certain mechanics implemented. And I actually have like a theory about this that I'm probably going to do a video on, which is – you release a game in early access and there's a million early access games. So how do you market it and brand it? Well, you market it and brand it as a <coughs> super hardcore game. People always want to play super hardcore games, you know, like, Oh, it's like the, the most tough RPG. And that way you just don't implement certain mechanics that you could easily implement, like a save system or the ability to not sell your quest items under the auspices that it's super hardcore. Um, like you, you just like, don't know if they haven't implemented the save system. Um, and I would be willing to bet that they like, it's, it's a calculated like investment that the, the super hardcore community that is very niche but like people like to watch it on YouTube like how many people if, if Dark Souls or Bloodborne was actually the whole game was you don't have any weapons you have to do the naked run like no one would fucking buy it you know except right. for like crazy people. Yeah. and people like watching those crazy people on youtube and i'm guessing that Stonechart is a game that was like here's a game for crazy youtubers and now people are talking about it we're talking about it even though the game itself is like unfinished and that they're probably gonna like have an easy mode when the game actually comes out that they just don't have yet then again like i do find the game to be satisfying to play like i'm probably gonna play it after we're done talking here because i don't want to spend time writing the articles i need to write i agree i don't know like what do you guys think about hardcore games
2: i mean yeah like you say like there's there's two ways to look at it you're either making a game that has a hardcore mode like hey you want to do a level one naked dark souls run you could do that i did it in order to get like my level one dark stalker character like yeah and you know what you play the game differently it can be kind of fun uh I could also just go full Havels with uh, Dragon's Tooth and just want myself through the game if I really wanted to. I could I could cheese my way through with magic and just blow everything up before it hits me, but uh, it gives me the option to do that. So.
0: Oh my god, Je- Je- Jesse – so. you and Jesse are the only TV people I know that actually did that <laughs> level one Darkstalkers run. Well, you got to do that in order to
2: get your level one PvP character. That's, no, that's, that's, that's not, how it's done.
0: It's, that sounds fucking terrible.
2: Oh no, it's fine. Well, you definitely um, play the game differently, and there are there's absolutely character uh, like portions of the game that are abysmal. Like the uh, the four kings fight is is the shittiest fucking fight at level one. It's oh, yeah. so stupid.
1: Well, for me, it was uh, trying to get past those like nine Taurus demons so you can get the Chaos Ember.
2: Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. Jump uh, through that shit in the perfect way.
1: Oh no, I I wouldn't even try they kill
0: me immediately.
2: Yeah, yeah to... there's there's definitely points that, that feel unoptimized for, for this run. But,
0: I mean, uh, I could also like try to shove an entire carrot up my dick, but I'm not going to.
2: Yeah, but your reward for shoving a carrot up your dick is that you can fight with people who haven't shoved a carrot up your dick, and they have to fight you because you're level one. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. There's, there's nothing that freaks out a new Dark Souls player more than like a Red Phantom uh, invading them before they've even leveled up, at uh, and they're like carrying a chaos rapier in the like the uh the uh, dark soccer shield, the one that's like just uh, magic, wearing a wedding dress and the mask of the child, they yeah, like with, they with freak level, out with a I've
0: level anti glove.
1: Yeah, I I've had people just jump off cliffs to not because they didn't want to deal with it.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: have fun on my watch, will you?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, at least if I show a carrot carrot up my dick, I get to end with a bigger dick. <laughs> Put that on my. sheet. you very window. much for the
2: real professional podcast. This is uh, this has been Chad <laughs> and Jesse with bloody disgust.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is the booth. <laughs> <laughs> so, right, the point I'm making here is that um, I don't think Dark Souls is actually like that hard it's a challenging game but it's not terribly difficult whereas this game is very difficult but it's not terribly challenging because there's not a lot you can choose to do it's like do i hit the guy that is going to hit me yes like that is how i play the game you know yeah
2: yeah you're you're going through the motions of what you can do and it's it's got bullshit in the way that makes it frustrating it's no fun it's no fun there's (laughs) plenty of games that do that and they're really hard to remember because we don't remember those games fondly.
0: <laughs> yeah, okay. I'd rather
2: well, block those from my memory, yeah.
0: Okay. Don't worry, Wait, they're just
2: uh, carrying my me? junk around.
0: The, the Baba Duke is trying to get out of your basement again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That oh no, was me. Just <laughs> doubling
1: down on the fact that, that we have to this Fuck out.
0: <laughs>
1: We're going to have to cut. Ninety percent of this fucking episode.
0: Be... <laughs> <laughs> Just give Jesse a bunch of work to do. It's fine if it comes out later tonight, Jesse. That's fine. Yeah, this is gonna We're be done. a long one. Fuck you. Yeah, I don't know. Oh god. Um, guys, I'm out of video games. There's no more. I did them all. We're done. Video <laughs> yeah, games, I, I can't even. am over I it. Even, dude. I can't even watch movies anymore. I've watched all of them. I was like asking my girlfriend last night. I was like, "Name a movie that I've that I haven't seen so I can watch it." And she's like, "Inside Man." And I was like, "I've seen it, but fuck it." I was too drunk to remember it. Like I'm going through that great time where I'm playing games that I was too drunk to remember. <laughs> it's like I have a completed save file and all the unlock shit, but it's like, oh, I get a good p- new game plus the first time. <laughs> you know, a game had a really good new game plus was the Surge 2. If you all are Dark Souls fans, play the Surge 2 New Game Plus, because it actually adds to the story.
1: You should uh you should get me a code for that. I, don't
2: want... I like I like when
1: games do that.
2: Oh, you want I, I can go on a little talk about a game that uh, is is not difficult at all, but adds difficulty in a very interesting way.
0: Alright. But after you're done talking about <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Smashing ice? Yeah. Sure.
1: Uh, Remy's Remy's, uh, located in, uh, Fallujah.
0: (laughs) I did not
2: realize this time was going to double up on the, uh, the exterior, uh, cleaning of the building.
0: Oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, it's just, seriously, man, I really think it's great that you're both managing to cover the war in Syria and call (laughs) it at the same time. It's really nice. Um, what the fuck game are you going to talk about? Sekiro. Oh yeah, that game was, um, was good.
2: It was good. I thought it was so fucking easy when I first started it. (laughs) There's the plane.
1: (laughs) 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 Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Guys, have you heard of this game, Sekiro? (laughs) We'll be back in five um... (laughs) minutes when Remy gets out from the from the bunker. There's airstrike incoming. (laughs) So, So, correct me. Have
2: you guys played Sekiro, Ted, Jesse?
0: Yeah, uh, I, I don't play video games.
2: Yeah, so when you first start off Sekiro, the game is horrible. Uh, I would say I was ready to call this one of the most disappointing things that uh, that uh, From Software has ever made, and they made Dark Souls three.
0: Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> they did make that game.
2: Uh, and so, oh, this is a great comparison between uh, challenging and difficult. I would say Dark Souls three is difficult, but uh, Sekiro is challenging. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I would I would absolutely agree with that.
2: So, Sekiro, the first time you played this game, I I honestly could not believe how disappointed I was, and I got real pissed off at all these stupid memes that people were talking about, about how, oh my god, game's so hard. game's so hard, guys. The game is so hard. What the game does is, if you lose enough, the next time you fall asleep, it it, it brings you back to middle school, where you're getting mocked at by the girl you gave your love note to. It's so hard, guys. It's so hard. Every time you die enough time, it, I got pissed off. Lady Butterfly this, Human Centipede that, oh my god, the platforming section from the snake. All of this game was so fucking easy the first time through because all you do is you hit block and you have a completely impenetrable attack. It, 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 I, I could not believe how much people couldn't play this game. I, I, I don't think that there was a boss fight that took me more than three or five tries on the first run through of this game because I was it, it was just so overpowered, this block.
0: And I, I I will say, though, that, Remy, you did get the Shura ending the first time, the one that you don't get to fight the last few bosses of the game. Well, I, I was I was just so pissed off about this. I wanted the game to end
2: soon. I was like, all right, I'm done. I, I, I'm so <laughs> done with this. I don't care what's coming up. And the owl fight, I kind of liked. But, it, again, this impenetrable block, uh, the only thing I liked about it is that he had ways around that. I was like, okay, well, that's that's kind of interesting. But literally any other attack, I can just block the way, way through. Mm-hmm. So I got the Shura ending. And I saw New Game Plus, and I was like, I don't know. I'm going to see what the fuck happens with this thing. And right in New Game Plus, you're told by your little child ward guy that you got to protect. Hey, uh, you got a protective charm that I gave you. Uh, Just keep it with you. And then you can say, like, no, 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 you keep it because I want pain. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to see what this does. I go to the first enemy. I block. He attacks me. He breaks my block immediately. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. Oh, my God, all these times that you block, even if you're perfect, you're taking the stamina damage and they can do tremendous amount of damage if you take an unblocked attack. So all of a sudden backing away from a fight and holding guard to replenish your stamina becomes a completely necessary part of the flow of any encounter. Oh, my God, the scene in a samurai movie where they're just looking at each other and they're slowly pacing and they've got their swords up. You do that mechanically. And the game became beautiful. Oh my god, the entire experience just unfolded in front of me like an orchid. It was gorgeous. Compare that to Dark Souls 3 that just had a bunch of Bloodborne cut content thrown in and was absolutely (laughs) fucking designed for it.
0: Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. I I would say that uh, Sekiro... uh, if I'm gonna weigh in here for a second, uh, I, I would say most of the the actual like real difficulty comes from um, the past the owl boss fight uh, when you have to fight like owl 2.0 and all that shit. That's when the game gets real hard. But um, and the the fucking gorilla was pretty tough. Yeah, the, the monkey the was The gorilla tough. was was good. The gorilla was good. I
2: <laughs> I would actually say that like the owl is like in terms of like the baseline mechanics and what you have to do, it, it really is that dance that you have to perform with him that feels so satisfying. And, yeah. uh, the, who, who's, who's your first rival who cuts off your arm?
0: Oh, that's uh, Chris Chiro. rock.
2: Yeah. Chris rock. Uh, <laughs> Jinchiro, Jinchiro. He, he's also a, a very interesting thing in that he becomes sort of a rote memory, like encounter after a little while. Uh, which shows like a true mastery of the game. In the beginning you're, you're playing it and he's like, oh, this is, this is like just a bunch of mechanics I don't understand. And he's whooping my butt about it. He seems like super, super tough. But the minute you do have like a, a good control of like the baseline mechanics, not like with Owl where you have to be really responsive and really on the level. But with Ganitaro, you, you can just like basically them after a little bit. Shows kind of like the progression of the game, and they tie it in with the story as well, which is very interesting. Now, Sekiro, very good. Very interesting understanding of all the mechanics. I I would pose anyone to tell me how the fuck you're supposed to fight those giant dog creatures in Illithil or whatever the fuck that is in Dark Souls 3. Oh,
0: God, yeah. Those
2: those things were pieces of shit. They were only able to be beaten by bugging them out or through pure fucking luck. (coughs) Fuck those.
0: No, you just play it like I play, which is that you get a giant fuck-off two-hander, and you get enough s- s- poise damage that you can stagger everything with every hit. And, uh, and then you just go to town.
2: In terms of surprise sequels, are there any sequels that you would be pissed off to hear about? Because Sekiro 2, I'd be pissed off.
0: I wouldn't be pissed off about Sekiro 2. I think that uh, uh, with how the game uh, – I-, I wouldn't be pissed off with Sekiro 2 because I do feel like the world like it's bigger than just – it's like Dark Souls, you know? Like, does there need to be a sequel to Dark Souls? No, but the world is bigger than just this guy, you know? It, it's
2: it's contained. It told its story. It's done. It doesn't need Sekiro Shadows Die Thrice.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, they kind of fucked up with the ability to make a sequel when they already made the first one Shadows Die Twice.
2: <laughs> the prequel Shadows Die Just Once. You go in the but, game, yeah. you die, and it's like, game over, man. Yeah. You're done.
0: <laughs> Sekiro, you only got one life. Yeah, um, a, a sequel I'd be pissed off about seeing. Yeah. um. I I don't really know. I don't think I I know of a game that ended well enough that I don't feel like it could be sequelized. Like, um, I know I was pissed off when I saw Uncharted 4 because all the marketing for Uncharted 3 was Drake's Last Adventure. And uh, so Uncharted 4 comes out and it's like Drake's Last Adventure again. And then they're like, oh, didn't we give him this sweet little ending? And I was like, yeah, just that's what you did in the third one, too. You know, so if I saw Uncharted 5, I'd be like, "Okay, guys, seriously.
2: They, they refused to go anywhere with that series, too. Uh, it, it was just another Uncharted game.
0: You know what I would be pissed off about is to see uh, Warcraft 3, 2. <laughs> 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 for um,
1: obvious reasons.
0: For obvious reasons. Man, I was writing an article about EverQuest, and apparently EverQuest and EverQuest 2 are still running.
2: Yeah, yeah, they are. Yeah.
0: I I thought that was funny. Okay, um, Jesse, what do you want to talk about now? Are we done? What do you want to do?
1: I think we're done.
0: I think we're done. Okay, yeah, that should be enough content. Fuck it, Jesse. Do your editing. I don't all give right.
1: a shit. All right. <laughs> go to, go
0: to for
2: the more wonderful now. content like this, please go to www.blo. Oh, shut the fuck
0: up. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys, 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 guys. Okay, Um, all you people still listening for some reason at home, um, stick around. We got an interview coming up. Uh, with the, the Servius COO and uh, General Counselor Max Liebman. He's, we're talking about contract law, and it's a significantly more uh, dry. It's dry the word I'd be looking for. So it's more professional interview than what it's we just
2: – Boring did. as shit.
0: <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck up. More professional than what we did here. So if you're interested in actual discussions about video game stuff, uh, law stuff, go, go ahead and listen to that. Anyways – Uh, I'll see you guys after the musical break.